Hello. Today we are doing episode two of season. We're back. We are back. We're back again, and I'm dying. Yes, uh, David. David is dying. He is a sick boy. <laughs> He's a little pee pee wiener. Got a stupid sinus infection. You know, it's just because he sucks. Massive Got dong. Chop my foot off, which has cancer, I think. So I haven't written anything down as to what we are doing today. Son of a biscuit! I thought you were in charge of this. Um, I honestly kind of forgot. My cat is laying on the ground, and she's enjoying, or he's enjoying it. Alright, look, so I have an internal, internal outline, right? It goes, your, your weird political thing, my weird oh, yeah. religious thing, and then whatever the fuck else. Okay. So, Good outline, I think, that I have in my head. So today, do you have any news? Do you have anything that you, uh, you saw yeah. that was interesting? That I saw? Yeah. Um... No. Okay, well, I do. I have one yeah. thing. I have one thing I need to talk about. Okay. Um, for the love of God, those who, who care about the world, um, more yeah. specifically the freedom that even people in monarchies and dictatorships uh, have, yeah, yeah. can we not um, have international corporation tax? That would be great. Uh, that is stupid and very inefficient for Ooh. making strong economy system, economic where'd systems. You, where'd, you, where'd you see this? Um, so I have an app called uh, Ground News. Yeah. And it shows stories from each side of the spectrum and even center. Okay. Um, it was a headline that I saw. I didn't read it because I didn't, I didn't want to read it because I'd get pissed off. Ah, good. Um, but I can only assume it means bad things. And I'm looking through it right now, and I see um, that Texas is moving to reinstate the abortion law that got appealed by a federal judge, um, which is outside of their jurisdiction. Um, okay. But anyways, that's all I really needed to talk about uh, news-wise. Um, who would the international tax even go to? Like, what's the? I don't know. I don't know. I guess a uh, international country or a uh, organization like the UN or something. World Health Organization. Yeah. God. <laughs> um. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, to your religion. Your religious. No. Oh, do spiel. we start here? Do we? You know what? I'm gonna. Oh. Go for it, man. Oh my God. Okay. All right, look, so this is going to be half plug, half combo, right? Okay, so first the, the plug half of this. Um, what we're going to talk about is sort of a preview slash little snippet of what I'm going to talk about in my, my religion podcast, um, which we can link in the show notes. We can link it in the show notes, right? Yes. Yeah, we can link it in the show notes. So that's what we're going to do there. Um where I'm going through different biblical stories with a psychological and literary lens instead of uh, a religious one. Um, so what I'm going to dive more deeply into um, tomorrow, assuming that my voice is still active by the time tomorrow comes around, is Genesis 1. Um, and I'm reading it as a story about the, the process of creation rather than um, the literal account of what, uh, what creation or what the what the world is um so i 
my view is that the the Genesis stories were not written by scientists, and so there isn't really a, a reason to view them as scientifically um, accurate. There is no mention of things like the fact that the globe is a or the the world is a sphere, or that the sun is at the center of the solar system. And so to say that it's a literal scientific account um, is one I think short-sighted, and two. Um, limits down what you're allowed to to interpret in those stories um, to a to a greater extent than than you should. So I'm kind of I'm kind of viewing it from a, a psychological lens. Um, Aaron, what do you what do you think about that sort of approach, and how do you usually read those types of stories? Uh, I think it is well centered on uh, keeping yourself grounded uh, instead of getting all mystical about it. Um, Typically, how I approach those kinds of stories is with a grain of salt, um, because my belief isn't necessarily that um, everything is exactly as said, but rather it is um, analogies and metaphors that you are supposed to take into consideration and figure out exactly what that means to you specifically. Um, so, like with with the creation story. Uh, I like to think that it isn't necessarily him creating the universe, like it says, literally, but rather that he is pouring his his love and soul into the things that he is, is um, I guess, putting into being, right? Not necessarily that he's literally making these things, but rather that he is uh, delving into it so much, uh, like a programmer would, that it is part of him. Okay, so there's for you there's this association between um, creation and the the process of of love, I guess. Yeah, it's like my sweet baby, you know. That's well, okay. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like my little little baby child. I mean, well, know. okay. So when you. You touched on something important there, though, which is um, another thing that um, I'm going to mention in, in my podcast, which is that there's a distinction between literal and metaphorical reality and truth. And I think we conflate those two things um, pretty often. And to, so when someone puts forth the, the question, for example, you know, is the story real? I think that's actually a pretty shitty question because you're assuming that your definition of real, either metaphorical or, or literal, is going to be the same as what I'm thinking of, either metaphorical or, or literal. Um, and I think a lot of times in those types of conversations, people end up missing each other. Yeah, uh, it's always important when you have those kinds of discussions to uh, go ahead and, and pre-define, you know, maybe ask some questions that help you understand what their version of real is. And then you guys can see eye to eye as to what you're discussing, rather than um, not knowing what each other thinks is the definition, and like you said, completely missing each other and not really actually having a discussion. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious, um, Aaron, about your. Uh, I haven't I haven't heard this sort of perspective before. This sort of co-identity between creation and um, a sort of pouring of of love into into something um would you be able to expand on that at all yeah yeah i can um 
my my thought process is that in the same way that uh, parents love their kids because they're part of them and you know they mean something greater like uh, their marriage or something you know symbolic like that um, or in my case when you program something and it's something you really enjoy uh, and you feel attached to it it's that same kind of mentality where you've you've put so much into it if no matter if it's a piece of trash or not you find something about it that you can love no matter what um, whether that's a learning experience or it's just the person has a certain trait or the thing has a certain trait you know whatever a little quirk um, I think for me it's it's comforting because I can I, I don't necessarily have to know that you know oh this is made by so-and-so but rather that there is in uh, inarguable love that was poured into that thing for me anyways okay so it's 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 like you know the programmer didn't create the computer but he poured a lot of time and energy into into creating whatever uh, whatever programmer or software yeah exactly um it's just it's just a comfort thing um because of my journey over the past few months uh i've had to come to come to terms with the fact that no religion is truly logical even atheists and or you know uh, theists and atheists so i might as well just find something that i think has meaning to me and roll with it okay that's that's uh... Yeah, that's that's an interesting way to to go about it. Um, yeah, I'll probably bring you on at some point. Um, <laughs> pick your, pick pick your brain for like an hour on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, did you want to talk about your uh, your right to repair stuff? Yes. Um, so here's my half plug, half little tidbit on this. Um, so the plug, I have a, another separate podcast where I go on rants, In uh, each episode is a different rant about a different topic. Um, this particular rant coming uh, tomorrow, or sorry, Sunday, is going to be over the right to repair. Right to repair is essentially the consumer has choice as to where um, to get their devices repaired, and the manufacturers cannot withhold information about what exactly needs to be replaced or withhold replacement parts or make it so difficult to repair that they need special tools Uh, obviously some manufacturers do need special tools and that's an exception however most companies do not but they do it anyways to make it hard to repair their devices so this legislation is not really a left or right piece but rather uh, a consumer versus corporation piece where it's um, the corporations or I guess the consumers going after corporations for uh, lack of respect uh, when they buy that product um, a good a good showcase of this is with HP they have a, a pretty bad tendency or even Apple Apple's worse but we use HP uh, to add in random little tidbits, security measures and stuff that you can't find on the market and you have to salvage from a different system that is in the same year year range uh, and it typically has to be the same model too. Uh, Apple tends to 
not le or not have any of their manuals, uh, schematics, or anything available to the uh, public, which some might say is for uh, copyright reasons or um, potential leaks in their hardware. You know, so someone else could compete. Except Apple runs hardware that is very old in comparison to what is typically on the market, and their systems are so over-engineered for protection against espionage, corporate espionage, that it is damn near impossible to get the uh, get the hardware and information you need to repair a device. Um, in fact, typically, how third-party repair shops have to get that information is through Russian hacking leaks, uh, which is not good. <laughs> that needs to change. Um it's terrible, and I wish someone would finally go, hey, let's uh, let's not be stupid about this. So is there currently a piece of legislation um, like up for vote or anything that's that's on this issue, or is this something that's that still hasn't been written yet? So this is something that has been uh, written in California, Maryland, uh, I think New York, Massachusetts, and Texas. And it's weird that Texas and California have the same type of legislation, uh, period. Right, yeah. So, I mean, that goes that shows you just how not left or right this is. This is a very uh, topical issue, and a lot of people don't even understand what it's about. Uh, it's simply lowering the prices to repair a device that is very simple to repair if you have the information you need. Um, it It's something that... A lot of people don't even know about if they if they know about it they don't know enough to understand it most people don't even know about it which is a problem on its own but uh, like I said there is legislation being pushed lobbyists are going nuts trying to make sure it doesn't get passed um, but we're getting there we're finally getting somewhere with it yeah, so is there anything um, federally being talked about yet, or is it mostly at the state level? It's mostly at the state level. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a federal law, even though it's not the most radical thing to f put into federal law. Like, that, that, with what we've seen, that would be an easy thing for them to pass, but they're like, no. So right. we'll see what happens with the states and if, if they put enough pressure on the federal government to do so as well. So right to repair strikes me as, as something where it's it's one of those issues that affects a lot of people negatively, but it doesn't get um, it doesn't create a lot of public tension or or outrage um, on any sort of like the major media sites or anything. Um, even like the individual um, like the the media outlets that are run by individuals or like really small companies and stuff, I haven't really seen much. Um, it seems like you know things like gun control and abortion and stuff like that are are more um, are more important pertinent um, in the sort of the the public sphere. Why do you think that is? I think that has to do with censorship uh, for the big ones, for the big media companies. Uh, for the smaller ones, they probably don't know about it, um, or if they know about it, they like I said, don't know enough to cover it, um, or they just don't want to get on the bad side because once you get on the bad side of, a, of tech companies which is specifically where this is targeting um you, you kind of you're in a dangerous spot let's be real you're in a dangerous spot because they hold 
most of the uh, most shares in most companies. Um, it is most companies now run on computers and the internet. Right. They're online stores and shit. So going against tech is not the greatest idea for for companies. Um, right now, we've only got one fully right to repair friendly laptop on the market. Um, and it costs a pretty penny because it's it's a new startup, but it's the first of its kind, and I look forward to seeing um, it grow. It was something that uh, Linus Tech Tips, uh, he Linus himself actually put a lot of money into uh, into shares for that company, uh, and I I give him claps for that. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not uh, super optimistic that that kind of thing will grow. So like from a, a free market perspective, right? Companies are allowed to do this because customers buy their products. Um, I mean, there's there's ignorance there, right? You know, you don't know that when you're buying the new MacBooks that you might not be able to repair anything that goes wrong with the MacBook and there's going to be a bunch of back-end costs and stuff like that. But fundamentally, you know, those like terms of service that nobody reads, it's like all of that's in there. And we all we all sort of agree to it, and, and customers willingly buy into that sort of thing. Um, so I see this sort of getting worse and going more toward, uh, like everything else, going more toward a subscription-based kind of model, um, and, and instead of going the, the other way. Um, are you are you hopeful for the future, or do you think it's going to get worse? I think um, I would rather it not be law, but rather uh, a social demand um but i don't know i can see it going either way i can see it falling straight on its face but i can also see that there are some states who who still still do care uh about the products that get sold in those those states um and again i'm a libertarian so i don't really want it to be law but um sometimes things have to happen um we had we had to do this with cars because car manufacturers were doing the same crap and they ended that crap federally but i guess because it's a tech thing it's completely different and they're too old to understand i don't know it's weird now i, I do see more um more upgrades possibly happening um in sort of the medical community um you had sent me a, a video and i looked at a couple of, of articles on this as well um of really really expensive medical devices um, manufacturers sort of refusing to repair them because they were out of date and you not being able to uh, to get the parts you need and stuff like that. So I, I do see um, sort of in that particular area, specifically because it has to do with people either living or dying, um, I, I do see that one getting better. Yeah, uh, it's just ridiculous all the way around. Uh, it's really frustrating as, as a tech nerd, uh, because I, I do end up working on some of these things that are, are designed uh, to be a pain in the ass. And I, I just want to hit whoever engineered certain parts because they're so stupidly made. Uh, like I said, you know, HP, terrible about it. Mac, Apple, terrible about it. Dell, Dell is awful about this. I mean, Dell literally designed things specifically for that specific model in that specific year. Like it's awful, right? I just, I just don't understand why that's a thing that people buy into. 
<laughs> for any reason. Well, I mean, it's easier to buy the fancier buy the fancy computer than it is to, you know, think about: Am I going to be able to fix this thing, or is it going to be a a sinkhole of money for me? I mean, even if you go to fix a computer, it's going to be a sinkhole of money. But <laughs> I mean, let's be real: computers are expensive, especially right now. Sure, but I mean, there are, there are definitely instances in which you know you can buy a part put something in yourself for a, a lot less time and money than it would be to send it back to the, the manufacturer. Accurate. Especially with phones. Uh, certainly less expensive than buying a, a new phone, which they're getting up to 1500 even $2,000 in some um, some areas. So. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty stupid. Oh yeah, I, I did forget to mention this goes for phones and like uh, DVRs, VR systems, like anything that is has tech in it. This includes cars. Um, some cars, you cannot access the computer system inside of it to fix it uh, because of this kind of bullshit. So this doesn't just affect, like, you know, the big tech nerd here. This affects anyone who has any sort of device, um, which nowadays is every single person on the planet. Right. Okay. Okay. So you're doing an episode ranting on this, right? Yes. And it's going to be how, probably how really long. How long is that going to be? Uh, okay. Probably probably like an hour and a half, probably. Wow. <laughs> See, uh, I'm sitting here. My, my things are going to be like 30 or 45 minutes, but. I think it's probably that this episode alone is probably going to be the longest one I do. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of caveats to it, so. It's like I'm going to be pulling articles literally out of my cheeks I mean, like, <laughs> uh, well, well i'm excited to hear about it for an hour and a half yeah yeah it'll be fun um on to some other news let's see let's talk about let's talk about school okay what's going Just on in that. your school what's uh what's something that you're struggling with or having fun with struggling with not so much struggling um but but definitely fun. I, I might be adding a sociology minor, which I'm sure you're just absolutely uh, abhorred to uh, to hear from my mouth. That's okay. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, God, he's turning into a freaking lefty. Um, yeah, I, I so I'm taking a sociology class because it's required um, this semester. But I, I met a professor here. She's incredibly um, interesting, very well-educated. Um, and she's teaching a, a sociology of religion course next uh, next semester, so I'm I'm definitely interested in that. Um, outside of that, all of my all of my psych classes are are certainly interesting. I'll be pulling from from those quite a bit, uh, both in the the podcasts that we're uh, that we're doing and in just you know general knowledge. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm enjoying everything so far. How is how's everything with you? Uh, yeah, mine's pretty boring. I'm doing Christian worldview right now, uh, cause I do one class at a time for the time being. And, yeah. uh, it's, <laughs> it's not very fun. It's a whole lot of talking about other people's religious perspectives and how, how that changes, you know, their actions and stuff, how they, how they will behave, uh, under cer certain like circumstances. What's, uh, what's the issue there? Uh, it's just boring. Um, yeah. it's stuff that 
I've already delved into on my journeys. Uh, and so gotcha. it's just mundane to me, to be honest. Uh, it's not very entertaining. Um, but I'm getting through it. We're, we're doing okay with it. So you're like, just give me the freaking degree already. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Like, it's a boring class. Uh, hearing from hearing from the Russian is pretty cool, though. There's a Russian in my class, and she she is oh, okay. something else. She's got a crazy outlook on stuff. I I actually have had a, a half Russian myself. Um, she she's grown up in the United States, so her accent is like pure America, like pure American white girl. It's it's awful, but um, she's she's half Russian and bilingual, so it's it's really interesting um, sort of hearing about her family history and all of that. Yeah, I'm sure with all the war. Look at that. <laughs> Converging on our Russian ties. Look at that. Wow. We may have to adopt Russia soon. What? Um Yeah, you heard me. I, you, I uh, really did not hear you. We may have you to adopt a Russian? Yeah, we may have to. Well, no, Russia itself. We may have to adopt it. Oh, the country. Yeah, okay. the country. Yeah, let's just, I'm sure that's legal. I'm the father of Australia, so it is. What does that have anything to do with? <laughs> uh, First off, well, no. <laughs> Secondly, no. Uh, yes, but no. Um, okay. Do you have any advice for, for the viewers, for the listeners, if you will? Any advice? You know, I really hate this question because uh, I have no idea where to start with it. So I'm going to ask you to answer it first. Okay. Uh, yeah. I would say enjoy yourself. Uh, if you're in your young years, you know, if you're under 20 or hell, if you're under 30, I would say, uh, enjoy life, man. Like just go for it. Don't let people push you around. Obviously listen to, to good advice like this, you know, um, wow. don't, don't get too hammered, uh, but enjoy life. Uh, don't, don't try to settle down as soon as you can, uh, Think about your future. Think about the things that you want to be able to do, the kind of lifestyle you want, and go from there. David, yeah, so, um, I'm I'm gonna agree with that a little bit. Um, and if you want me to come up with my own piece of advice, then then do. But I'm gonna take a, a slightly different tact on it. I've been listening to this uh, sort of entrepreneurial guy on uh, on YouTube, and I don't remember his name, but he's. Uh, He's said a couple times that the the unhappiest people he know uh, that he knows are really rich people that picked like the wrong career because they they wanted you know extra money. Um, so if you're going into college or if you're you're going into life in general, do not pick the the career that's going to make the most money unless that's the that's the one that you actually want and it's going to fulfill you. Um, the the American dream does not necessarily mean you have to have a net worth of ten million dollars by the time you're you're sixty. Um, you can be perfectly happy on forty thousand dollars a year, or or something like that. Um, you're not going to starve. You're going to be pretty well off. You're going to have clothes, all of that. So, I don't don't worry about the money so much. Uh, pick something that you that you really enjoy and just go all in. Yeah, I mean, a good example of this would be my family. So. Uh... I love bringing this up because it's funny, but my family is below the poverty line and we live very, very comfortably here, right? 
we're simple simple folk and we we just like the way that we live we don't need all the crazy stuff we just want to live the way we want to live right we just want a simple lifestyle where we're not bothered doing whatever we're doing okay anything else that you can uh, pull out of your ass that we need to put on here or uh no um i'm looking here at our at our sheet here do you want to talk about uh oh, now you have a sheet well i i have the same thing that we did last time um sure. do you want to talk about uh art or or music of any sort or you know anything like that look i've got nothing that i've you know come across it's been particularly uh you know germane to my to my existence recently okay i follow a couple of um, art pages on instagram that i think would be um, interesting to um to share so i'll how much can we put in the show notes let's just put all the shit in the show notes <laughs> link number one two three so, yeah. four five six seven eight nine ten in, uh, in weird like half futurist half abstract shit and um, there's a page that i'll follow that i that i'll put in there um so yeah that's that's an interesting page that i've been following for a few months now okay um last thing that we need to do is is our plugs uh david go ahead and do yours yeah so i mean i already half plugged this earlier but uh, of course, I have a I have a new podcast. Um, it is currently titled "A Psycho Literary Analysis of the Biblical Stories." I think that name will probably change because it's long and wordy, and it sounds pretentious as fuck. Yes, it does. Uh, but we'll have the we'll have the actual you know link in the uh, in the notes here, and then also my my Instagram page, uh, which is Havid Darden. That's H A V I D um, underscore D A R D I N. Okay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash kapui underscore call. That's K-A-P-O-O-W-E underscore C-A-L-L. Uh, you can follow, uh, subscribe to me on YouTube at the same name. And uh, again, if you want some workout plans, by, by all means, somehow get in contact with me oh uh, through our email or something, and I can get you a workout plan, no matter what yeah. kind of lifestyle you've got. And his workout plan um, usually follows four, uh, four steps. The acronym for that is, is of course, S-C-A-M, um, SCAM. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Completely free, goddammit. <laughs> free SCAM. All right. Well, oh, oh, and my podcast, which is uh, the, the Ranting Madman, um, I'll have a link to that as well in the description. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Three Fourths Horseman. Yeah. And we are going to uh, fuck off, I guess. Good day.